Hey, did you hear about uh, those two guys? They got that podcast, uh, Juice Sample and Clever Wes. Yeah, them them fat fucks from Ohio. Yeah, they're they're pretty fat. Uh, What's the name of their podcast again? I think it's like the mo- 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 motherfucking Sample Hour. Welcome to another special episode of the Sample Hour. We had Aaron Kleiber on the show today. Um, Aaron was nice enough to give us a copy or give us a track that's on the, of the up and coming CD that's coming out. Um, so enjoy that sneak peek. Uh, what you need to do is go to www.aaronkleiber.com, buy his DVD, click on the link for a great disturbance, watch a great disturbance. Uh, his DVD is from the comedy show that I went and saw him uh, perform at back in December. This podcast is brought to you by the Inspired Disorder Collective. Go to www.inspireddisordercollective.com. Join our group and also check out all the other great podcasts around the Inspired Disorder Collective. I'm at Drew Sample. Follow my brother at Clever West. Follow at Aaron Kleiber. And Aaron Kleiber is spelled K-L-E-I-B-E-R. So I before E except in German. That's something that's I kind of stole Aaron's joke that's from the show. Um but yeah, check that out guys. Um and enjoy the podcast. Thank you guys so much. You guys happy Christmas is coming? Christmas shut up. I feel like you guys don't know nothing. Why do I know everything about grown man business? I don't like getting presents from my like my family, they don't know how to buy for you, okay? You, you ever do the, the gift exchange, right? The gift, like, I just wish I would just get a Best Buy gift card and that's it. Just get away from me. Don't try to be creative, okay? Last year, I got this, this sticker for my car. I don't know if you guys have it. The little family stick figures. Do you have that on your stupid car? Who has it? You have the little stick figure family? You shut up. You're a, come on. Let me tell you something. It's not that I have a problem with displaying my family. Like, I love them. Look, here they are. I don't like the bumper sticker with the stick figures because, look, all it's doing is when you park your minivan or your gay SUV, because that's what's on it. It's not on a Ferrari, let's be honest. When you park that in the driveway, all you're doing is telling every murder, robber, and rapist how many witnesses to kill in your home that night. That's all you're doing. You realize that, right? Like serial killers used to have to wait outside of your house for weeks and do reconnaissance. Now they just look at your sticker on your car. 
They're just like, hey, look, this guy has three daughters. I'll be back at midnight with chloroform. Bye. Some people put their dogs on there. They're going to come back with chloroform and steakums. Everybody's dead, and now you're a 2020 special. Good job. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sample Hour. I'm at Drew Sample. I'm at Clever Wes. And we have one of our favorite guests back on the podcast via Skype, Mr. Aaron Kleiber. Oh, do 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 via Skype. <laughs> so how you doing, man? How how's uh, uh, how's this week? I'm good. I'm all right. It's uh, been a busy week. Your special came out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my uh, my DVD released on Monday, and uh, that uh, you know when you do everything yourself in, in you know in a comedy career, because I don't have like you know all this crazy you know huge management and a huge huge team behind me, you know via you know Carlos Mencia or whatever, uh, <laughs> like I so like I'm like so I I dropped my DVD you know on Monday and then all these people ordered it and I was like oh shit I gotta mail these son <laughs> that's a good that's a good problem to have man uh yeah it's a lot it's uh actually it's like as soon as I uh, uh get done talking with you guys I have to like go into full like sweatshop soccer ball mode <laughs> what you need is like some Asian man yelling at you. No, I have that right now. He's playing Xbox. Uh, awesome. So when I'm done, he's gonna, you know, uh, he's gonna get in here with a with a whip <laughs> and, uh, and squirt Gatorade at me every hour. That's about what you do. It's your refreshment and cool down. Yeah, yeah. It's just to keep you going. You know, a little sustenance. <laughs> That's awesome, to- man. I'm glad that the uh, DVD sales are going well. Yeah, it's good, man. I'm just happy to put something out there, and you know. Um, you know, people have something to, uh, you know, be like, oh, check this out. You know, have something to actually walk around with and Absolutely. show their friends. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So what else is going on, my man? We got a, we got a chance to eat breakfast. The, uh, the oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. yeah. I stopped into town. We went to a hot breakfast spot. And, uh, you know, uh, I think when we had breakfast, we were talking about uh, a great disturbance, too. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know that the Star Wars holiday, uh, May 4th. Yeah, coming up. You know, May 4th is the Star Wars holiday. May the 4th be with you. I am not playing. I didn't make that up. <laughs> that is for real, guys. That's someone, like, I'm a nerd, but come on. But seriously. <laughs> um, so we, uh, I just released uh, A Great Disturbance, which I know you guys are a fan of because I sent you a DVD because you it's, requested it eight times. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and uh i am I, there's no more dvds i mean great disturbance is not being distributed via dvd anymore um there are thousands of copies out there but now it is you can view it a full version on youtube oh snap yeah and there and it's also cut into five little uh episodes uh just in case you know you want to watch a piece at a time that's awesome. I, I seriously recommend everyone go watch it. It's one of the greatest mockumentaries that you're going to find. It's it's very Christopher Guest-like. Uh, yeah. It's hysterical. And it, it gets funnier every time you watch it, too, because you get to know the characters better, and then you pick up on things that the characters do that you didn't watch the first yep. time or that you missed the first time. I mean, it's... I, I think we've showed it. We've showed it to a bunch of people. Every time we get a group of people over here, we usually turn it on. 
that's uh that's the most that's like the one of the most fun things to hear because i have friends in like chicago la uh that i'm just thinking of a couple in particular that they'll say like oh dude we're all hanging out and we're we're having drinks at my house and i was like guys i gotta put this movie in like you guys gotta see this and the fact that it's that movie you know, that's like hilarious. You got to see this. Nobody knows about this. I mean, I have a movie like that. It's not my own, but like every time people are chilling in my, you know, game room and we're drinking and talking and we're like, oh, let's just put something on. And I'm like, I'm going to go get seven lucky ninja kids right now. Seven lucky ninja kids. <laughs> Sons, let me tell you something right now about seven lucky ninja kids. First of all, speaking of sweatshops, okay, they're <laughs> these kids that are like superhero ninjas, okay? And they just like try to like they just solve mysteries like Encyclopedia Brown, uh, except like this movie, it's it's very hysterical. They also steal just full scenes from Indiana Jones movies, just full scenes. They just like just it's hilarious. <laughs> Is it like halfway through? It's like Kali Ma. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Seriously, the middle of the movie is the whole beginning of Temple of Doom. That's it's awesome. The, like the, the the gong and everything. I mean, it's. I'm like, oh, this is Indian Jones and Temple of Doom. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, You're like, watch, then, watch this giant ball come down now. Yes. And then all these eight, these like seven little Chinese children do all of their own stunts. And I guess when the, they were editing it, the director, who is also probably the editor, they have five staff members probably on this movie. Uh, they were just like, hey, let's use all the clips where the kids really hurt themselves doing stunts. <laughs> about four or five instances in this film where the kids like hit their face off of the top of a window like or like just fall in the concrete and i'm like oh that's a bone broken that's they broke the bone uh that's probably why different characters just change kids they're just they're like, just they're asian you're not gonna notice anyway yeah they're just you're just like wait that kid oh he has the same leather jacket on same difference yeah <laughs> uh it's mind-blowing so the fact that A Great Disturbance has kind of turned into that, like, let me pop this in while we're drinking movie is uh, is awesome. So, yeah, it's 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 a great movie, man. Uh, and uh, also to go back to plugging your your comedy show. Yeah, I just want to say I was at that comedy show and uh, it was super funny, man. I think uh, and I, I got a chance to look at a snip of the the quality. It's super high quality. It's filmed professionally. I mean, it's 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 an awesome, awesome DVD as well, which it also has a preview of a great disturbance on it. Oh. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think I think the uh, my buddy that edited it, I think he did put. Well, no matter what, if you see the trailer of a great disturbance on the DVD, uh, you can go to my website and it's on my website. So awesome. Awesome, man. Um but yeah, so something else. So you've been uh, uh, you've been working out a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like I'm not, you know, I'm not like publicizing it or telling everybody. It's just kind of a thing I'm doing, uh, you know, because I didn't, you know, I want to grow up and watch my kids grow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah. It's been a it's been an inspiration for me, man. I know uh, after you know just talking to you um, when we were eating breakfast and you just saying you know. How much you change your diet and how much yeah. better you were feeling? Like, I actually, uh, I actually quit I, drinking from trying to try and quit drinking for a hundred days, man, just to wow. see how better I feel. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like a, I feel like a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I feel great. I'm sleeping very well because I'm, I'm kicking my butt every day. And uh, I mean, you know, there's a couple things you have to do. I mean, if you smoke, you got to quit. You, you can't you can't smoke and work out at the same time. That doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I stopped that, you know, that and uh, I kind of tapered off on drinking and, you know, because when you realize you work at comedy clubs, you know, how many nights a week and you drink and eat for free, you're like, oh, shoot, like that's you know, uh, you know, comedy club food and drinks aren't especially good for you. So there's not a diet based around that then. No, man. No. Um, so it was just kind of knocking that stuff out and just, uh, starting to, uh, count calories. It was really, you know, there's no diet fad that whatever I just, you know, I grew up an athlete and, um, you know, I know what to eat and when and how it helps me. And my mom's a, a dietitian. Um, so she's always, you know, known that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know, look, this is what I'm going to eat. This is what I can't eat. And, uh, and I, and I made it a habit of checking in all of my calories on an app on my phone. Uh, it's called lose it. It's awesome. Um, and yeah, I just do that. I eat uh, 2,400 calories a day. I work out about six days a week, uh, doing cardio and I do weightlifting about three to four days a week. And, um, I started at about, uh, let's see, my high was like 319 pounds about six weeks ago, and now I'm about 292. Damn, way to go, dude. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's so so I, I was going to challenge you to the monolith challenge at Neighbors Deli, the four and a half pounds of meat. <laughs> I, I guess that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because every time I think of you guys and <laughs> every time I think of you in a business shower. No, that's not true. <laughs> you know, uh, I, every time I think of you guys, I think about like this epic meal I had when I was with you guys and how we just ate like Vikings in heat. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was exactly like that. I mean, there was there, bacon. There was, there was Tangeray gin and Jaeger and Captain, and then that was just the alcohols. And then there was like, I, I can't even name the amount of foods we had. Uh, what was, who, who, which one of you made the, the mac, the cheesy macaroni with like pulled pork in it? Oh, oh my yeah, baby. That's what I did. That was Wes. Anytime. The four it, macaroni, right? Yeah, it was uh, macaroni and cheese and a bunch of cheeses, actually. It was freshly grated cheese. Unbelievable. Basically, if there's an animal that can be killed and eaten, I, I try to do it. <laughs> there was some dude in there. There was some yeah. <laughs> mac and cheese with a little drifter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, okay. It, Nobody misses him. That's why he's flavorful. No. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He's, he's, flavor of like smoke and dumpster it's good yeah. it was good that was that was like a whole that was a whole uh couple days of us just eating <laughs> a bunch because then the next day we we're like well after eating this epic meal what better than to eat for breakfast slash uh lunch than china buffet uh, yeah. <laughs> and i was still going at it hard and i think uh we west, were, we were west, slowing down west was west you were you were a little bit hurt you were hurt piece uh, i remember yeah. you being a hurt piece and then Drew was getting sick a little bit. Yeah, I got sick the next day at CC's. Oh, jeez. We and we went to CC's Pizza. Like, what the f? <laughs> what kind of schedule of death was that? We ate as much in those few days as like the entire country of Ecuador eats. <laughs> hey, don't you talk bad about Ecuador, okay? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but it probably is. 
Yeah. Like, there's <laughs> people sitting there watching, and they're like, that's my week's allowance. Oh, uh, my. I know, right? It's funny because when you start, like, watching what you eat, you you, you realize, like, I, like, I, during my six weeks that I've been you know, watching what I eat one, one night, I, uh, I just like kind of binged and, and on purpose, I was just like, you know, tonight's a fun night. I'm going to do whatever I want. It's when, um, when there's a big pay-per-view wrestling, I go watch it with my brother and, you know, he gets it and we would order, you know, pizza and wings. And I was like, screw it. Let's just, I'll just eat whatever I want. You know, uh, I just want to see, you know, I just want to eat it, see how I feel. And this was probably about three weeks into my diet. Cause it was, what was it? WrestleMania a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not like a huge wrestling fan. I was, when I was a kid and me and my brother, when the rock came back, we were like, let's order pay-per-views again. Like, let's just have fun. And you know, yeah. Half watch it for fun, but half like rip on it and have mm-hmm. a good time and cut up and, you know, make each other laugh. So I think I ate 18, uh, wings uh, three pieces of pizza and like five cans of light beer. <laughs> and that, you know what, six months ago, that was no problem. Right. I mean, yeah. especially about what we ate at your house. Oh yeah. Just like no problem, you know, but then I hit that up and I seriously, the rest of the night while I was sleeping, I woke up every hour and thought that the alien was going to jump out of my chest. <laughs> And the next day, I felt like I was wearing a belt pack full of quarters all yeah. day long. I mean, it just it, it felt like I swallowed a damn, you know, a log. It felt horrible. And I was like, like, oh, my gosh, this is disgusting. It's like a food hangover. Yes. And I was burping all night long in my sleep. And it was like hot, like just hot, like buffalo sauce. Burps. <laughs> that's <laughs> awful. That's 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 tough. It was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. And I'm sure your wife appreciated that. Mm, yeah, well. <laughs> you know what else, too? Speaking of my wife, she she also kind of, she's been, you know, back to jogging for the last, you know, eight or nine months. And she, she did the couch to 5K. And so she's getting her runner on, you know, running on and getting her runner body, which is dope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. But she she started counting with me, too, because she was never really, you know, counting. But then she started counting with me. And so that's really helped her out. But also, she said, like, since I've been working out that I don't really I used to snore a lot. And I don't snore much anymore at all. And, you know, a lot of that probably has to do with some some smoking, some, you know, my over being overweight and, uh, you know, just being an an unhealthy piece of garbage. So, (laughs) um. Yeah, so that was that was kind of neat that uh, I was like, oh, wow, it's like making me not snore. That's crazy. Well, it's it's cool to see like getting I mean, because you're getting because a lot of people that start to work out and then they quit because they don't see like the results because they're expecting to lose, you know, 60 pounds in like two weeks. Right. right. But it's cool that like you're noticing like other health benefits that, like, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't like I, I you know, I never really thought of like I wanted I my main goal was that I wanted to uh, feel healthy and, and find a good, you know, ritual or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Just to get used to eating healthier and to just create healthy habits, you know, that's what I wanted to do. 
it's it's incredible how much your body starts to reject those nasty foods. Like once right. you stop eating fast food for even like two or three weeks and you tr- try it again, yeah. oh man, that shit tastes just as vile as all the preservatives that they have in there. It's greasy right. and it doesn't uh, never sits right either. Yep, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, have you been? Uh, I know that you're starting to do the uh, I'll watch it for you series. Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, I just recently filmed one. I'm actually going to be uploading it uh, tonight or tomorrow, I think. Um, and you know, we uh, I, I I'm trying I'm trying with all of my vigor to start a web series called Watch It For You, where I just uh, uh, watch a movie in the theater and then I come home and basically tell you what it was. I try to remember what it was about. <laughs> And I, it's a spoiler. It's a, it's a, it's and a, basically I just tell you what the movie is in five minutes. And, uh, it's kind of started with the, one of the first videos I did was my buddy said, uh, I've never seen the show lost, you know? And I was like, Oh really? He was like, I'm not going to watch it. What was it about? And I was like, um, this is going to take a minute. <laughs> and so he was like, he's, he's actually my, my, my guy who does all my video stuff. Great dude. My buddy, Dustin, he's beardy boy on YouTube. He does tons of funny vlogs, but he's so good at making, you know, web videos. And uh, so he helps me a lot with that. So he always has his camera and he was like, I got to film you doing this. I was like, okay. So I just put the camera on the table while we're having like dinner. And uh, I told him basically all six seasons of lost in about 25 minutes. (laughs) And he edited it down to five minutes, like with just jump cuts of all the major things and like some of the ridiculous things I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it became lost in five minutes. So people really liked that. And so we were trying to be like, well, let's just do it with other movies. And so I did a couple messing around. So this one we just did, we did for the Evil Dead kind of remake or whatever, homage, whatever that movie is. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically evil dead in five minutes and, uh, I'm going to upload it in the next day or two. Um, I went, yeah, I went and saw oblivion. That movie yeah. is, uh, I don't know. I, I, was, be, hey. I, I thought it was all right at it. The, uh, the, it was visually stimulating, but the, uh, right. like it was it, some of the scenes. It's like, wait a minute. Wait, where? How did this come about? Is that like right. a really hot chick? Like she's visually stimulating, but when it comes down to the content, it's just missing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, like it's the the special effects are really good. But it's like, I right. mean, we talk about movies a lot. Like it's it gets frustrating because it's like we have so much like we can make special effects look so good now. But it's like, why are we going away from like what made movies good before? Which was like you're preaching to the choir, bro. Yeah. Like good, good scripts, good acting. Like, yep. and it's not even that Tom Cruise did a, a bad job. I mean, they had good actors in the movie. There just wasn't much right. substance in the script. Right. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to do it more. I mean, I, I want to explain like people are like, well, why aren't you doing it? Lazy ass. <laughs> uh, well, right now, my buddy, my buddy Dustin uh, is super busy because, number one, he edited my DVD. So he shot and edited my DVD. So if you like that, um, you know, he's uh, runs a company called Machine Crew Media. You can Google him. Uh, he does all kinds of stuff, does music videos. He's had music videos on like MTV2 and stuff and whatever, some small music videos. But now he's like shooting every all these web content for uh, American Eagle. So he just started doing that. So he's really busy. 
Um, so like before he had this, got this huge gig with American Eagle shooting all their web content, uh, we were like, yeah, we're going to do a web series and we'll film it every week and we'll go see a movie, <laughs> come home and do it. And he's like, oh yeah, uh, I'm shooting all of the web stuff for American Eagle Outfitters now. And I was like, well, well, I guess I'll see you in January. Yeah. And enjoy those nice new jeans. Yeah. Right. Smooth and crisp. <laughs> that's a pretty good deal for him though. That's a, that's a good gig for him. The, uh, yeah, no, he, he, that's what he's, he's, he's good at. You know, he does all kinds of, like I said, he does the bearded boy, uh, vlog on YouTube and it, he has tons of followers and, and, you know, he's very funny at cutting comedy and that's how he cuts these watch it for you. He cuts it so quickly because I mean, when it comes down to it, like when I did the evil dead one, I mean, it's like, you know, 18 minutes, you know, and he just chops it so quick with some of the good stuff and it's hilarious. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sneezing. Oh, you're all right. Oh my gosh, I have hay fever like a mother, and I'm gonna blow my nose. Ready? <laughs> you can edit this out or do whatever oh, you want. No, no this, we're this keeping staying. it in. Yeah. Heart, guys, follow your heart. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I said that on uh, the last one of our last podcasts that we recorded. So we we're saying, get follow your heart and get his DVD. Yes, dude. I that's what I say all the time. Every time I host like an open mic or something, I just say, "All right, guys, um, you can come next time. Uh, follow your heart." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I never, like I never, you know, <laughs> that's what I, I don't know. It's just something that my friend and I, uh, my good friend and I, that we used to do a lot of improv comedy together. It's just something funny we also used, always used to say, just like, um, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It just came of us being idiots. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to go hang out on Friday, uh, you know, to see a show. I mean, you guys come like ladies, if you want, follow your heart. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, um, Yeah. So maybe it'll be a T-shirt one day because I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a gypsy who sells everything. Wait, I, uh, I, I remember I tried to help you sell something that one night. And then uh, first show I did well. The second show I had a little too much to drink. And it just became a spectacle <laughs> of me trying to talk to your fans. That, that they should buy free that shark T-shirts. Was that me and uh, me and Bob? Yeah, you and Bob at uh, at the fun in Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, that's right. That was funny. I, I yeah, guess that second one, you started talking at people and <laughs> yeah. selling at them, and you became a, a a big guy in a powder blue shirt. Yelling at people for not buying powder blue shirts. I remember that, like where security looked at me and was like, "Hey, is he with you or what?" Yeah. <laughs> so I'll throw his ass out. Yeah, what's this guy's deal, bro. You might want to hire someone better. <laughs> like, I didn't hire him. He's a drifter, and we're gonna make him. We're gonna make him into some cheesy mac later. So give him alone. <laughs> <laughs> You've obviously not had the good Midwestern drifter. <laughs> oh, right. I know. That's hilarious. Uh, Picanta drifter. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> With smoky Chipotle, you know. Smoky Chipotle drifter. <laughs> funny. Drifter stew. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the more life beats you up, then it's going to tenderize it a little bit more. I mean, it's just like when you beat up that's the such meat. That's a good point. That's such a good point. Speaking of uh, make eating drifters, I... Uh, <laughs> It reminds me, I just caught up on Walking Dead. Spoiler alert. <laughs> what did you, uh, oh, the uh, the comic books or the, yeah, the show? Comic yeah. books. Yeah, the comic oh, yeah. books. Oh, yeah. That's I a good, wanna, you know, I don't want to, because people watching the show, they're like, don't tell me what happened. 
comic book. And I'm like, it doesn't matter because it's uh, all in, it's all basically 1984B at this point. So, which you know what that means, right? Back to the Future, 1984B. Which, speaking of uh, Back to the Future, we just had the date, April 30th, 2013. That was where Marty McFly goes into the future. So, couple. Okay. Is that true? Yep. Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. Yeah. Everybody posts that date. They just Photoshop it and say today was the date in Back to the Future. I hope that's the case. I'll, uh, um, I'll rewatch <laughs> it. We'll have another marathon. We'll just I, watch I it think Back you, to the Future's. I think you got to check because people Photoshop it and put it all over online. They're like today was. I don't know why they do that either. Yeah. Why would you ruin my Back to the Future love? Why would you Photoshop it and like? I don't get it. Like, like I got five likes on that picture. Ha ha. Like, I, I, I won't say that the date is 2015. I'm pretty sure it's 2015. Ooh, we'll have to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I get an excuse or a chance to go watch Back to the Future, that's okay with me. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it's so my we, wife's favorite movies. Yeah. Well, that's where her heart took her. We I, went and saw. Uh, we went and saw uh, the Back to the Future uh, for the 25th anniversary. I got this huge. Uh, poster it was awesome that's that's pretty sweet we recently uh i recently just played the video game uh the telltale video game and it's pretty much like the fourth back to the future oh yeah it has like christopher lloyd in the cast and uh i've heard, heard about that i heard it's really good yeah it's, it's, it's incredible yeah it's really good it's a uh, telltale you can get on a ps3 or uh, uh the pc oh, but cool. it's it's pretty cool it's uh i think it's like it's like 12 hours of gameplay that's oh nice hours, yeah. yeah it's it was hey. pretty Check this out. I found out the dates. Ready? Yes. Found out the dates. Okay. Um, oh. Now, the dates that we're talking about are, here's the ones that came up. In part one, October 21st, 2015 was in Back to the Future part one. Oh, man. Yep. And in, in part two, Back to the Future part two, they used the dates October 26th, 1995, and October 21st, 2015 again. 4:29 p.m. So those are the the dates that were. That's well. How dare someone lie to me like that? You October sons 20, of bitches. Yeah, October 21st, 2015 is going to be the official Back to the Future party. What are we going to do? I say we all go to Pittsburgh. I say we go to Pittsburgh. We climb a clock tower, and uh, you know, let's, let's, let's try to get struck by lightning. Yeah, let's let's see if we can send a, a car back, and you know, we'll just hook up my Mercury Sable. <laughs> As long as <laughs> it already just looks like Doc Brown. It already runs on biofusion, so <laughs> that thing is a piece of garbage. <laughs> you make it work, though, man. You you fixed it yourself, which is pretty. I totaled it and then fixed it myself. I mean, my wow. my my mom's husband restores classic cars, so he. But he's not a guy like here. I'll fix it for you. He was like, okay, well, take it apart. <laughs> <laughs> he basically stood there and like told me what to do and you know I had to do everything but it was uh it was pretty awesome when you remove like two thirds of the stuff from your car that's under the hood and you put you go get new stuff out of a junkyard that you actually take off of junked cars and then you take it back and put it all on your car and you know he helped me with a couple things that i was like i have no idea how to do this like the the wiring and stuff was all messed up so he had to run the wiring again and, and fix that part and uh and and once you put everything together and it straight up put fuses in and start it 
like we like we thought okay we have to fix all this stuff he's like well you know we're gonna have to like try it a couple times and see if what's working and what's not like we straight up put all the parts back together and it just started it was like Frankenstein's monster working in one. We didn't have to uh, adjust anything. We put everything back together, and we were like, all right, let's hook up the battery and see if it works. And it just started. And I was like, I am a goddamn man. Like, this is – I felt like like Hercules in New York slash Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> I, just, I was just all like – Tim Allen. Just I was like, I just – ripped apart a wrecked car and put it back together and this mother effer started so you can suck on my ass like you're ready just, to wrestle a bear i just wanted to find you know arnold and commando and just like uppercut him <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to find the first person on the street and hadouk in them <laughs> I'm an idiot. no you know what i mean it was it was awesome it's a good feeling when you do something as a grown man you know that's grown man business really that's Absolutely. Grown man. that sounds like some grown man business I might work on that bit, rebuilding my car. I like it. <laughs> I like that bit, yeah. Um, that's that's better than anything that Drew or I have ever done. We're like, uh, I changed the light once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I changed my tires. I just took them off and put different ones on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's about as yeah. good as we've done. <laughs> One time I, uh, I watched my grandpa change my oil because he got so frustrated trying to teach me how to do it. He just said, just get out of the way. I'll do it. That's amazing. Yeah, one time I paid a guy a lot of money to do stuff for me. That's that's about the extent. Yeah, that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one time I paid a man to do all kinds of stuff for me. <laughs> it, was, it was stuff I can't do in Alabama. It was a good bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. funny, man. So uh, something that people might not know, I don't think we talked about it on the last podcast, but really just how much of like a, how much of like a, a influence you are in the, in the comedy community in Pittsburgh. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, just because like everybody, like, I feel like there's a great amount of respect for you just because you like, you stay involved and you do a lot of things just for like the spirit of comedy. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just kind of part of my nature. I don't know. Uh, like some of the guys here will like, like kind of like half rip on me and, and joke around. And some call me the Godfather of Pittsburgh comedy, or they'll call me the pastor of Pittsburgh comedy because I used to be a youth pastor. And yes. uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a thing, like naturally, that I just I like having you know good relationships with people and and just building friendships. And I like being involved in, in just doing something, you know, good and for the greater good of everybody. I mean, I don't know. I just like, I feel like if I'm going to work so hard towards something, you know, um, you know, why not involve others? You know what I mean? Um, and I think too, it was, it was it that when I first started, I mean, a part of it is a little bit, you know, for me, it is part of it as a little selfish in a way, because when I first started doing stand up in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, nobody was really, um, producing a lot of shows, uh, in town. Nobody was, there was no way to find out about what kind of shows were going on. And so for a couple years between working in ministry and working in entertainment, I worked in advertising and marketing. And so I started uh, a Pittsburgh comedy website, you know, and uh, I just started promoting all the shows and open mics in town. And I just created the website, pghcomedy.com. 
you know, Pittsburgh comedy website. So I started doing that and, you know, gave uh, kind of a voice online to what shows were out there and got a lot of comedians to write blog posts and funny stuff and put up their videos and, you know, do something like that. But also, you know, it also came from, you know, I wanted to promote what I was doing too. You know what I mean? And I, and I couldn't find, you know, any, you know, open mics. So I was just like, well, what if somebody else came along and was like, what are the open mics in town? I want to start doing comedy, you know? So that's why I did that. And, and also, um, you know, I started doing open mics because I was moving into a career that was full-time entertainment. At that time I was doing, I got a bunch of acting and, you know, maybe four or five years ago, I really, you know, hit my stride with a lot of, you know, acting, you know, a couple movies that I got and, and some commercials. So, you know, I started to have to like kind of find ways to make a living doing entertainment. And, uh, there wasn't, there wasn't an open mic on Monday nights. And I was like, well, I'll just start an open mic. And I used to DJ at night and I thought, well, Hey, you know, bars and stuff will pay DJs like karaoke DJs and trivia people. They'll pay them like 150 bucks to like do karaoke to nobody just to bring people in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, why don't I start an open mic on Monday and go to some of these bars that I know that I've done like DJing karaoke at when I used to DJ. Why don't I be like, hey, uh, can I do a stand up show here for like half as much as a DJ? Give me 75 bucks. And they're like, yeah, OK, cool. Like. <laughs> And I just started doing that. And so from that, I now host a Monday and Wednesday and people are like, why do you still host open mics in Pittsburgh? Because you're doing like road comedy and you're opening for Bob Saget and, you know, Burt Kreischer or whatever. But, you know, I'm just like, you know, it's because number one, it's like, I love to stay involved in the community of comedy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I like to see the new guys come up and, you know, I like to just see that kind of stuff. I like to maintain friendships with you know, the comics that I know and like and that are my friends and I want to see them progress. And I think a lot of the scene is uh, it progresses by having good open mics, good places for these guys to really hone their skills and get on stage. And a good open mic really comes from being a good host, you know, having a good host that's organized, runs a good show, knows how to find the right venue. And I feel like that I'm I'm good at that. Um, so I just it's a. I mean, it's almost like running a youth group for comedians, you know, like it's, uh, you know, I, you know, it is a little bit kind of running like a, ch a church service every week, you know, uh, there just happens to be a little more dick jokes. That's all <laughs> in church. No, yeah. uh, no. Uh, how'd you end up doing your, your marketing at first in terms of getting the word out there? Because DJing, drawing in people for DJing, I, I'd feel would be different than drawing in people for comedy. Yeah, I mean, I never really marketed that too much when I when I did anything like DJing or anything. Um, I just kind of I was already used to doing a lot of advertising and marketing for some of the the films that I did before I started doing stand up. Mm -hmm. So when my friend and I made Captain Blasto, uh, you know, back in like 2003, 2004, you know, we learned how to take control of a little bit of viral marketing because MySpace was hitting pretty hard. Um, and then when we made Captain Blasto into a web series, which you could watch on captainblasto.com as, as a web series, uh, we really hit YouTube hard. Um, we were actually one of the first, uh, YouTube web series that were, uh, of any qu like quality. Um, we were right alongside the guild. If anybody knows what that is. Yeah. Um, 
and and Wired magazine named us one of the top 25 pioneering web series. Um, because we were just like, you know, my buddy Chris Prexta, who directed and wrote it with me, who's also in A Great Disturbance. He also he's hilarious. Yeah, he's a real tall guy that plays the history teacher. Yeah, he's hysterical. Um, <laughs> he's mean to little kids. <laughs> yeah. It's a blast. But when we did Captain Blasto and started doing YouTube and stuff, and then Facebook came out, and we started, you know, hitting hard promoting the web series, and then Great Disturbance, uh, when that came out, we kind of, you know, went on a viral, you know, kick on promoting like what, uh, you know, comic book conventions and sci-fi conventions and film festivals we were at. Um, and then from there, it really was, you know, me trying to do improv in town and promoting my improv group uh, virally, you know, using social networking like MySpace and Facebook. And uh, and then when I started working in advertising and marketing, one of my skills were, you know, viral social networking, you know, marketing. And so I did a lot of that kind of uh, social networking in the beginning for some businesses, car dealerships, amusement parks. Um, and I did work for a huge amusement park chain uh, doing a lot of their social networking because that's when pe when businesses were really trying to figure it out. So I kind of learned a lot of on the job training by, you know, marketing businesses. And I think it it's very important for an entertainer to know how to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, you yeah. guys promoting promoting your, you know, your podcast. Yeah, that's been a that's been a journey within itself just learning. I mean, you you do a lot of things wrong at first and right. then you then you start to then you start to like really kind of figure it out. Like it just starts to come to you. But right, right. The biggest thing though for like with the podcast has just been just asking people to do it or going places when you say you're going to go. Like when uh I mean, if we wouldn't I mean we went and saw your your special that people can actually order at DarrenKleiber.com right now. They could go get that DVD special. But yeah. I went there with Jason, and then I like I, I mean we got to talk to you a little bit, and then but had I not done that, I mean it, there wouldn't we wouldn't have our relationship that we have now. You know what I mean? And it's just like doing doing little things like you know you gotta you gotta sometimes you gotta drive long distances and stuff like that, but it's worth it. Right. I mean. And yeah, and you wouldn't have known about it, you know, unless you do some marketing for it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's very important too. I try to find, uh, there's a very fine line between marketing yourself kind of vigorously, uh, and being consistent, but also not being annoying or cheesy. It's, yes. it's kind of hard because sure. Like some people will say like, Oh, uh, Clabber, I'm sure I'll find out about his show on Facebook. Sheesh. You know, it's like, well, I, I, that kind of is what it's for. You know what I right. mean? Like, I, I kind of want to know what's going on through something like Facebook and not just to see pictures of your stupid dog. You know what I mean? Like, look how cute my dog is. Like, no one gives a shit, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look what I ate for lunch today. I mean, oh, no, the worst top, top three, top three worst on Facebook. Pets, because who gives a shit? Okay. Yep. Now, I'm not going to say babies because I have babies. Uh -oh. And I'm not going to, everybody says babies. Well, that's, you know, guys that don't have families and like, look, my friends and family are on Facebook and we want to show like, you know, fun pictures of our kids and stuff. Not overkill though, not overkill. Um, but like, uh, I'll just give you my, my, my number one people's workouts. Yeah, dude. I don't give a shit. How many reps of what you did today? Are you serious? <laughs> or people checking in at the gym and then share, like sharing it on 
Facebook. Like you have to check in. You have to open your phone, go on Facebook or Foursquare and check into the gym. And basically you're telling people you went to the gym, like, shut up. Really? It's, it's kind of like what vegans do when they tell you they don't eat meat all the time. Oh God. I know. Give me, give me a break. <laughs> I can't even talk about it. <laughs> I'm counting my calories, but they're meat. I can't, I can't talk about vegans. I can't even talk about it without being a big asshole. <laughs> this is the place to be a big asshole especially especially when you when when you're at a point where you're trying to like do tons of research on food and i'm like you pretty much can't not not eat meat like that's retarded so yeah i i tried being a vegetarian for i remember you saying that yeah yeah i was a vegetarian for a while and then it, it i don't know I ate a lot of soy, and then like it was just like the overwhelming research of how you're more likely to get bitch tits from eating so much soy. I was like, uh, yeah. I sabotaged him though. I snuck meat into like all of his meals from time to time. It's like, oh, here's some bacon. He won't notice that. <laughs> He's like, man, this fake turkey bacon tastes really good. And I'm like, ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I just feel better when I eat meat. Like it's good to like I. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I eat a ton of vegetables. Like, and I think you should eat a bunch of vegetables. Yeah, I but, eat tons of vegetables. Yeah, like I love, I love all kinds of vegetables. But yeah. you can't. It's like quinoa. You can get a lot of your protein that you can't get from animals. But it, animals just taste so good. Right. That's all it is. I mean, I right now I um because of like my my physical I got before I started working out um you know I I try to stay away from red meat. Uh, as much as possible because of the cholesterol. Um, and so, so, I mean, but I, I've eaten a couple steaks in the last six weeks. Um, but I mostly eat chicken and fish and some seafoods, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I eat tons of chicken and fish, um, and just tons of vegetables and some peanuts and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And I like it. I'm in. Well, you said, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I think it's just awesome that you just feel so much better, man. Like, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, I know even just from, like, cutting out drinking for, like, a Absolutely. week. Like, I feel so much better now that I'm uh, not drinking. Sure. And for it's sure. like, I don't think, I mean, I liked to drink, but, I mean, I don't, I definitely didn't go through withdrawal or anything like that. Yeah. But I was a heavy drinker. You know, I, I felt the same way, like, uh, I was used to being at comedy clubs and just sipping on an alcoholic drink because when you go and you're just like, Oh, I get to drink for free. Well then I will sip on a gin and tonic or I will sip on a captain and diet Coke, you know, all night long, but I'm there from seven to 1 AM. So it's then my body was conditioned to have some alcohol in my system every time I was out at night. And I never, I've never been that kind of person to go drink to get hammered. Like I think that's, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I do. I do like, you know, when you're drinking and you feel a little tipsy, you're like, oh, I feel good. Like, I like that. That's fine. I feel great. You know, as long as I don't have to drive, I feel good. You know, when you're at comedy clubs, you can walk back to the hotel or walk, you know, to the condo or whatever. That's great. You know, it feels good to have fun. But I just never drank to get hammered, to get drunk. I don't I just didn't get it. So it was a lot easier for me to, you know, get rid of that. But I will say there were I for the probably the first week I was like I really want to drink right now. Yeah. But, you know, but yesterday like for me like it's it's been weird because 
for some reason, whenever I go to the movies, I'd like to have like a couple drinks, like just a couple drinks, and then I'd go you see like a movie or something. To go to the movies. Yeah, it was like a weird thing that I would do. Like I'd get there early, and then I'd go have like a couple beers, and then I'd go watch a movie. And it was like, and I and like so when I went to the movie. Yeah. I, was, I like I like how you go to the movies like you go to sporting events. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, we tailgate before Avengers. That's basically and, uh, what you know. does. <laughs> that is Drew though. Drew loves his movies. I like movies. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I, get it. I like it. And then like yesterday was like That's a terrible. super super nice day, and I was yeah. like, man, a margarita would be great today. <laughs> like you a know what I mean? A margarita in a movie. A margarita <laughs> and maybe I don't know an action flick. But. <laughs> And actually, yeah, I did see uh, the fifth Die Hard yesterday. Boom, call it. <laughs> yeah, I, man, I, I was disappointed with the the script. Like again, uh, the same thing. I've heard that. It, you know, like it had a lot of potential. Like I thought the fourth one was pretty good, but yeah. the fifth one was it was disappointing. Um, but yeah, like it's just interesting to like for me to uh, to kind of notice where I would like. Can, where I would always drink, and it was like, well, why do I even need a drink to go see a movie? Just like what you said, like, really, you'd, you'd have a beer before you go see a movie. Yeah, so, I, I that's get kinda, it. That's kind of like me, but like my my event of choice is work. So I always like to kick back a co- couple of cocktails <laughs> and go work a shift. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> then then during lunchtime, you know, you have a few more cocktails. Yeah. And then you get a you get That's a fi- normal. Then you get a 15 minute break, which is perfect because we oh. always keep a flask in the car. Yeah. Right? Nothing and, nothing uh, like warm gin and tonic. Yeah. And now live on our show, Wes gets fired. Wes. You <laughs> <laughs> have on the line Wes's boss. <laughs> uh, something else. Uh, big event coming up in the isn't it the Arcane Theater? Arcade Theater, yeah. Arcade Theater, yeah. You guys are going to do, uh, for everybody that after this podcast goes to Aaron Kleiber's YouTube page, watches A Great Disturbance, aren't all you guys getting together and going to do some uh, some improv? Um, no, kind of. Kind of. No. Drew Sorry. lied. Yeah. Uh, you are making shows up. Yeah. Well, I thought <laughs> you said Lee Sagowitz. He was doing it. Well, we, we just, uh, my friend Chris Prexta, who's, uh, who who is in a great disturbance and, and directs a lot of fun stuff. Um, he is directing uh, live script reads at the Arcade Comedy Theater in Pittsburgh. Um, and the last one we did was the Sandlot. We did a we basically had a cast and and Lee Sagowitz was uh, was Scotty. I was Ham. My friend Kurt Wooten, who was in Captain Blasto and uh, uh, Sci-Fi, yeah. He was, uh, he was, uh, what's it called? Uh, Benny the Jet and uh, a bunch of other improv performers that I've worked with for years. And we uh, basically held scripts and kind of acted out uh, the Sandlot. Uh, and our next one we're doing is May 31st at the Arcade Comedy Theater. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Awesome. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, we're doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And uh, later in the summer, we're going to be doing some other ones. Uh, Possibly you might need to come to Pittsburgh for this one. Uh, this later this summer, I'm pretty sure we're doing Ghostbusters. Hell oh, yeah! yeah. I'll, I'll have to be there for that. The yeah. first one? Huh? 
the ghost the first ghostbusters yeah no no we're doing ghostbusters 3 the lost script (laughs) (laughs) yes ghostbusters 1 yeah let's skip ghostbusters 1 the good one and go to (laughs) ego yeah yeah, I, I realized it was a dumb question after yeah, I asked. Question. <laughs> Next question. Uh, so, Aaron, when you do stand-up comedy, do you ever want to sit down? <laughs> Have you thought of maybe going outside the box and doing sit-down comedy? I, I love that Drew is the, the Melissa Hasselback of this show. That's <laughs> awesome. Is that her name? I don't know. I just know. Whatever. Something her. or another. She's the one from Survivor. Whatever is she? Yeah, yeah. she was in Survivor. No. Yeah, and then she married uh, like Tim Hasselbeck. Oh God! Oh my! One of the Hasselbecks. They're both bald and who weird. cares? The one and that doesn't play football. Neither of them really play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's me. That's, That's me. okay. I'll be Joy Behar. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Drew chimes in. I'll be one of the black women. I don't know what they are. Actually, I want to be. I want. I, I want to be black. I want to be Whoopi. Shit. Oh, she's still on. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know either. I I like her. I like Whoopi. She's funny. I like how she don't take no shit. She says what she wants. I respect that. She's sassy. She is sassy. You gotta be. That's an extra genome that black women have. It's called sass. It's true. I don't know. I just made up science. Well, that's okay. Drew made up shows. <laughs> I did make up shows. <laughs> I know. He's just booking me. He's like, yeah, I booked you on this uh, riverboat. You're going to be dealing cards on a riverboat and telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you said you don't have a big-time agent. That's right. You've got yeah, Drew. But, <laughs> he uh, makes up shows, and you just have to go there and ad-lib. Right? It's like, Aaron, aren't you doing a show underneath the Rocky statue in Philadelphia next year? I'm like, yep. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, of course. Gonna be reenacting Hamlet. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I I just remembered you saying Lee Sagowitz, and I was like, and I was like, oh yeah, the guy that played Lee Sagowitz. So to me, that meant everybody from A Great Disturbance was gonna oh, be nope. there. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's him and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and Pretzka, Pretzka's he's directing yeah. it. Pretzka and I are in it. Pretzka's might be a character. He narrated the Sandlot, uh, so he might be he might be a character in uh, in this one. Not sure yet. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I was just trying to think up, make up some more gigs that you're going to be doing. Oh, you're going to be perfect. I can tell you real gigs. I'll yes, tell you please. Gigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know how far your listeners go. I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, in May next week, uh, the May 10th and 11th, I'll be at a new entertainment complex that has a huge comedy club called Latitude 39 in Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, 10th and 11th. That those, those these new Latitude places are amazing. They're like Dave and Buster's for a, like adults, adults. So there's like like a like bowling where you could drink and comedy clubs and bands there, and it's awesome. Uh, and then. Uh, May 15th through the 19th, I'll be at Zany's in Chicago with my friend Brett Ernst. That's He's awesome. very, very funny. Um, and then uh, I'll be doing a resort show at Nemical in Woodlands in Pennsylvania, if anybody knows what that is. Oh, yeah. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. And then the live script read is uh, May 31st. With Teenage uh, Ninja Turtles. At, at Comedy Theater, yeah. And uh, other than that, I got a bunch of other stuff that's kind of in the hopper. A uh, lot, of, lot of funny bone things and improv things. 
I mean, yeah. Um, and I think I will be coming back to Western Ohio at some point this summer. Oh. Yeah. Are you, are, are you going to be Raphael? I don't know. Ooh. I do know who I'm going to be. We haven't actually released the cast listing yet. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It's exclusive. Exclusive DJ Clue. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, Drew's got you a gig where you're going to be serving sandwiches to old people with the kids from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I'm dressed as Raphael. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you it's actually a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gig, but it's actually a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids gig. Yeah. I'm like, joke's on you, Aaron. Ha ha. That's hilarious. You show up in a shredder outfit. They're all <laughs> like, what? We've got the ant. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Well, awesome, man. Well, everybody go to www.aaroncliber.com. Mm -hmm. uh, purchase his DVD. Uh, go to his YouTube page. Watch A Great Disturbance. Yeah. Um, Check out I'll Watch It For You or Watch It For You. That They're hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you go to my website, everything's linked on there, my YouTube, everything. Um, just as long as you spell my name, you know, right. Correct. It is K-L-E-I-B-E-R, not K-L-I. K-L-E-I. Yeah, get it together, people. It's, it's Germanish. It's German. My grandma always just say I before E except in German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe her. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on the sample hour again. We're gonna have to get you on more. Um, check oh, check this out. This is uh, this is something special. I tell you what, if someone, if you buy my DVD on my website, um, when you pay via PayPal, you can send me special instructions. If you put sample hour in the special instructions, if you order a DVD, I will send you a free audio CD when it comes out later in the month. Oh shit! That's fucking awesome. That's man. a Thanks hell of a good that. deal, people. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to make it, you know, special for my sample friends. That's right. All right, that's everybody. Right, sample get so you guys get on there. Of it. Yeah, get get your free 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 audio CD. I can't talk. I'm gonna let yeah, Wes talk. Free, free, two free. shipments. It'll be two separate shipments because the that's, audio CD won't be done until later this month. That's eating the cost, people. Think of that. Damn, I'm eating costs for you guys because I like you. I like you guys. Thanks, I mean, man. You know, do what you want. Or if you want to order a DVD, I don't know, follow your heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, if, if people say, let's say they want to get, uh, uh, I don't know, never mind. I pulled a Drew. I've been sitting next to him too long. <laughs> it's it's but, contagious. It's contagious. Uh -huh. When you spend time with me, you just you can't think anymore. <laughs> Eventually, you just have a thought, and you just see it evaporate, kind of like, you know, Arnold when he's on Mars in Total Recall, and his brain yes. gets, you know, his, his eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that exact moment is what happened to my thought. Turn on the air! <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, awesome, guys. So go to www.aaroncliber.com. Follow him on Twitter at Aaron Kleiber. Remember, it is K L E I D E R. It's yeah, it's the same everywhere. Like him on the Facebook. Mm. Uh, and I will say personally, I have seen one of the funniest bits ever. Um, I'm not going to ruin it by saying what it is, but oh. oh my God, Aaron has one of the best bits ever. You definitely, it's it's worth the cost just to see this one bit, Maury. Oh yeah, you could say that. It's so that. funny, man. 
Okay. I'm glad thanks. I can say that. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys soon.
Perfect. <laughs> 24-7 Batman at your service. Hey, remember I told you, man. Just let it go, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you want me to do anything anything different? Nah, come on. Let's All listen right. to that.